share some things with you on tonight just to let you know where we are. We've been talking about hearing from God, but there's, but there's a side to this where there are things that God is silent because it was not a prayer issue. It was an authority issue. It was, I'm going to stay silent because you're supposed to be the one handling this. You know, I didn't put this in my notes, but there was a scene. Y'all remember when Moses was crossing the Red Sea? If you go back and read that story, it says that Moses had taken all these people out there to the edge of the Red Sea. And it said he was just standing there um, praying. And this is what God told him. He said, what you talking to me for? He said, lift up your rod and give a command. Okay, so, so there are some things that, that a prayer is mostly, mostly, particularly praying in tongues, is mostly for empowerment. You know, this is why, if you ever notice, you ever notice that, um, that rarely in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, did you ever see Jesus really pray a prayer? It talked about, and it never talked about what he did every day. It talked about the long amounts of time he spent in prayer, 40 days, all night, great while before day, you know, because he was praying to become empowered. The Bible says when you pray in tongues in particular, yes, Jesus prayed in tongues. Pray in tongues, you build yourself up. So he was behind the scenes building up his power base. And then he would come out and operate in demonstration. And so, and so you don't, don't the, 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 the longest prayer, I think, is in John 17, which is the last prayer that he prayed for us before he left the planet. And, 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 but, but, but for the rest of the time, you don't, you, don't, you don't really see him praying, you know, like when he fed the people with the loaves and the bread. He didn't say, Father, you know, I want to bless this food, you know, and sanctified. It says that he blessed it, which means he empowered it to prosper. You see him prayers, praying prayers like this. Uh, Father, I know I heard, you already heard me in private. But for these religious people that are standing by, they need to hear a prayer before I raise Lazarus from the dead. So I'm going to just do this for their sake. <laughs> Jesus was not a religious man. I mean, it's crazy the type of stuff that he prayed. You know, I mean, he just did stuff. He just walked in authority. And so, so I'm kind of, Taylor made this front end. We're talking about some negative things, the back end. We've created the negative things to show the importance of what we have to begin to operate in. There was kind of one last piece of the puzzle that I had not really done. I added it a little bit, but we're going to begin to add it fully now, which is the prophetic statements. You don't see many ministries in the United States do that. It's something that they do big time overseas. Because of what they have to deal with, they're always prophesying as they're preaching. You know, if you listen to, uh, you, you see me do it more and more, I'm getting ready to start fully doing it now for certain reasons. But you see Bishop Oedewo, it's almost like every paragraph that he preaches, he will then add a statement in the name of Jesus. After today, you will no longer deal with this. And so he's canceling out certain things. And so we're going to show you the importance of that because it's very, very serious out here. What I share with you is not even 1% of the problem. Title of tonight's message is The War Between the God Kings and the Witch Kings. Inside every person is the deep longing to make contact with the unknown. Uh, discover the mysterious and flow in the supernatural. Um, it was God who placed that longing on the inside of us. So that's why you have these mysterious scriptures like Jeremiah 33.3 in the Amplified Version. Because if God created us to long for the supernatural that Adam lost, there are scriptures that will verify that. Jeremiah 33.3, it says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that are fenced in, hidden, which you do not know of, do not distinguish and recognize, have knowledge of and understand. Okay. And so that's God's telling you. That's his way of telling you. It's a whole bunch of stuff hidden behind the scenes that you don't know about. I can't reveal it to you unless you start asking me. Okay. 
kingdom of God works on uh, words, not wishes. You must ask, ask and you will receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock on the door and it shall be opened. So this is one here where he says, I want you to ask me what is behind the scenes because there are a lot of mysteries, y'all. The scripture talks about the mystery of sin. It talks about the doctrine of the mystery of laying on of hands. It talks about the mystery of uh, tongues. Uh, what's interesting when it comes to God, it says great is the mystery of godliness, though. So everything is a mystery, but when it comes to God, it's a much bigger mystery than everything else. 1 Corinthians 14, 2, for he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. He's speaking unknown things. He's rearranging things in the spirit. Colossians 3, 1 through 3, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. I mean, you know, that's a huge mystery where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, for you have died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. So those are just three scriptures where God is telling you there's a whole bunch of stuff behind the scenes. And as my sons and daughters, you need to be seeking what is behind the scenes so that it can be revealed to you so that you can walk in dominion over your enemy. So I just wrote a couple of things down here. Normally I'm all over the place in the beginning, which I have been, but I wrote just something down here in the beginning because I need to stay on point. It was God who placed this longer within us, but his arch enemy, Satan, has devised ways to divert seekers of the supernatural and the mysteries into deceptive systems that bring them into prisons of darkness. These systems can take on many forms, but they can be placed under one general word. And that word is the occult. Okay, so when Adam messed up, God started giving me instructions. They moved away from that. And then witchcraft came in. What's deep is, is that is fallen angels that taught me how to operate in the occult. Uh, the word occult is derived from a Latin word that means concealed things or things that are covered over. This is the reason why when it comes to dark things, it's always working in secret. Any form of the occult is always behind the scenes. It's always hidden. There are books that they learn from, the incantations, the wizardry, the formulas, the mathematical. All of those things that they do is always hidden. You've got to really search and you've got to know for it. When it comes to the Bible, it's all out and open for everybody to read clearly. That's how the light is. <laughs> okay. So the word occult derived from a Latin word that means concealed or concealed or covered over. The power operating through occult practices or systems comes directly from Satan and his pure evil and wickedness. How many of you have been hearing a lot of things here about witchcraft and different things like that? And so, uh, but it's much, much worse. I'm going to share some things with you on tonight in regards to what is coming. I shouldn't say what is coming. What is already here. Okay. There are two main branches of the occult that can be identified in scripture. Now, so the occult is the full general term, and it has two branches under which everything falls, divination and sorcery. Divination provides knowledge through supernatural means about people, events, and situations. Frequently, it predicts future events. The modern terms for this are fortune telling, psychic readings, extrasensory perception or ESP, Ouija boards, and this is a new term that many of you are unfamiliar with. Charismatic fortune telling. That's what's in the church right now. Charismatic fortune touching is I'm getting ready to have this profit meeting. Everybody come spend $100 so I can give you a personal word. But the scripture says it's as the spirit leads, not as the money details. 
That's one way you can tell you're being deceived is that money is attached to it. Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. Last time I read in the Bible, it says, as the Holy Spirit moves upon all nine gifts of the Spirit. Now, you can't tap into things, and your gifting can operate so well that it almost stays on on a regular basis. But any of y'all ever see Jesus ask for money for a personal prophecy? And usually, I'm not going to say always, but usually, 99% of the time, that's somebody that's not, that's somebody that operating fully in what you call familiar spirits, which is demonic, or they're merging both, what the scripture calls strange fire. <laughs> Folk got killed over that. Y'all still with me? Okay, so Ouija boards, charismatic fortune telling. And so, and so this is also the reason why you don't see, oh, I hate to say this. You, this is the reason why you generally don't see ministries that are, now, how many of you know, we super deep and heavy on the prophetic. But the reason why we can be trusted for supernatural growth like our spiritual father overseas is because most prophetic places um, don't. Let me say this. When you become gift heavy, when you become prophetic heavy, when you become power heavy, that's when you have to be more heavy in the word. Like, for example, y'all, it's a strange thing the Lord has been telling me for the last two weeks. I mean, it's just like this is plaguing me, plaguing me. I don't like these type of statements. His thing is, guess what he keep telling me? Make sure you stay humble and give me the glory. That means something's getting ready to happen. <laughs> Remember what he told Joshua? Now make sure that you be very courageous. Remember that whole thing? Be very courageous. When you read the rest of the day, the man dominated for the rest of his life. He, he dominated so well, he went to God after 40 years and said, Lord, I'm tired of winning. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, man, I'm tired of winning. You got me killing all these people all these years. He said, I'm tired. And the Lord said, nope, I got much more land for you to overcome. Dominate till you die. Okay. So, so you see that charismatic witchcraft. You got a lot of that. Let me keep on going. Because when, when we teach this series, I told my wife, this right here is going to be one of the most extreme series that people have ever heard. Sorcery, which is the second one. You have the first one is divination. Sorcery can be considered the twin sister of divination, but it uses various means to make an impact on the physical senses. Some of its tools are drugs, potions, charms, amulets, which is another form of charms, magic, spells, uh, incantations, and various forms of music. Okay, Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 13. And that's not all inclusive, y'all. The list is gold. It goes on and on and on. It's, it's stuff that's being created right now, and it's just, and it's all the devil. The best way to explain the occult is an octopus with a bunch of tentacles. It's the only way to explain it. Okay, and so when we do this series, you know, um, it's, this is going to be a very, I don't, like I said, I'll be praying about it. I don't know if I'm going to do it this summer or it'll be a beginning series of next year. I don't know. But it's also going to, my wife and I are getting ready to actually start doing videos. I'm having Garnett and Francia do some two, three minute videos because people need to know this stuff. Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 13. When, the, when thou come into the land which the Lord thy God gives thee, you shall learn, you shall not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that makes his son or daughter pass through the fire. Um, what we call abortion today, that's what they were doing back then. Back then, they would let the baby be born, and then they would burn the baby in the fire as an offering to, yeah. That's why when you study scripture, you always notice that witchcraft and the occult is always tied in the same sentence as killing kids. That's why also, also not a coincidence that as abortion is on the rise, so is witchcraft. Because in order for witchcraft to be empowered, they need innocent blood. 
You might walk out by the time I'm done. <laughs> there should not be found any of you that make the son or daughter to pass through the fire or use as divination or an observer of times um, or an enchanter. Um, I'm, I'm trying my best to teach, but I got to just skim over these because we're going to walk through every single part of the occult in the future or enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits, familiar spirits are spirits that are familiar with you. So a lot of people, they can prophesy, oh, the Lord just gave me your address. No, there was a demon that gave you the address. And see, familiar, watch this, familiar spirits are familiar with you, but the Holy Ghost, which is what we got, knows everything about you. That's the difference between us and the occult. The occult, demon gives them little stuff, but when it comes to the Holy Spirit, he can give us everything. That's why the scripture says about the Holy Spirit, he will lead you and guide you into how much truth? And he will show you what to come? All things to come. See? So it's the enemy trying to mimic that. Ooh, help me stay on point, Lord. Or familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. Folk that's fooling with dead folk. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God drove them out from before thee. You shall be perfect with the Lord your God. Second Chronicles 33, 1 through 6. Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 50 and 5 years in Jerusalem. But he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, like unto the abominations of the heathen, whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. For he built again the high places which Hezekiah, his father, had broken down. <laughs> and he reared up altars for Balaam and made groves and worshipped all the host of heaven. They're doing that today. They call it the universe. The universe brought me my prosperity, not God. Doing the same thing. Just, just the terminology just changes. It's the same foolishness. The devil don't have any new tricks. He just keep relabeling everything. Okay. So he worshipped all the host of heaven and served them. Also, he built altars in the house of the Lord. Wherefore the Lord had said in Jerusalem shall my name be forever. He built altars for all the host of heaven and the two courts of the house of the Lord. And he caused his children to pass through the fire. So he killed his own children also. In the valley of the son of Hinnom. Hinnom, excuse me. Also he observed times. He was doing everything, y'all. He used enchantments and he used witchcraft. He dealt with familiar spirits and with wizards. He wrought much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke God to anger. That's what witchcraft does. Y'all yeah, I may mean, know it's a scripture, it's just, it's just blanket sentence. You shall not allow a witch to live. I mean, that's blanket when God just put a dead threat out there. He didn't say what level she was on. Didn't matter if it was white magic, <laughs> black magic, good witch, bad witch. Ain't no such thing as no good witch, bad witch. All of them bad. The Bible says that Satan can turn himself into an angel of light. What verse am I in? I was in the last verse. Okay. But again, notice in both cases that the occult is tied to child sacrifice. Because in order for the occult, particularly witchcraft, to be empowered, they need blood. Witchcraft, the definition of witchcraft, by the way, you can take notes if you want because I'm moving quickly. But these notes will be uploaded to the sermon tonight or by tomorrow morning when we put it up. Witchcraft is, and that's what we're going to kind of focus on tonight, just that one. Witchcraft is the universal primeval religion of fallen humanity. When the human race turned from God in rebellion, the power that moved in was witchcraft. And it was fallen angels that taught men how to operate in it. In many parts of the world, the open practice of witchcraft has continued unchanged since the beginning. But in nations with a Christian history, particularly Western nations, uh, witchcraft has adapted itself to the culture and taken on special forms. 
so special forms. The main attraction, folk, to witchcraft is the desire for people to know and operate in the supernatural. That is the main attraction. It is always the main attraction. It is also the main thing that gets kids caught up in stuff because they want to know the supernatural. Okay? And then the last one about for, for witchcraft, there are four levels of witchcraft. You have open, public, respectable witchcraft. Examples are Halloween, a Church of Satan, etc. Those are openly, you know, even with movies, Harry Potter stuff and Harry Potter books. It's kind of open, it's kind of embraced, it's acceptable. Um, and the dominant motivation, uh, but the dominant motivation of the Church of Satan is the deliberate, conscious hatred and rejection of Jesus Christ. Their main enemy is the Christian church, and their tagline is, do as thou wilt. That's why you see so many rappers and singers putting that across their chest, do as thou wilt. Same way that our tag, I mean, we got a bunch of taglines. We got dominate, let there be light, our results are different. <laughs> I don't believe in one. I mean, you know, God can do multiple things. Okay, but the tagline of the church of Satan is, do as thou wilt. So you know, we see the singers and the people having that on t-shirt, they're just letting you know they're in allegiance with the church of Satan. Okay, uh, give you an example. There's a testimony of a lady I heard on a plane, and the woman next to her was refusing any food. And so uh, when she asked the lady about why she wasn't eating, the lady said she was fasting and praying. So the Christian lady said, oh, I'm a Christian, and I fast and pray too. And the lady said, well, I'm a Satanist. And the Satanist went on to explain that the purpose for her fast was the breakup of Christian marriages and the downfall of certain Christian ministers. Yeah. Second level of witchcraft is what you call underground covens. Covens usually meet at night to offer sacrifices and initiate new members. Usually the sacrifices are a small animal or whenever possible a small child. This is the reason why Halloween so many kids disappear. Also, there's something called the witching hour, which is after 12 o'clock midnight. One of the reasons why the Lord wakes us up so much at 3 o'clock in the morning is that they up doing their stuff, conjuring up stuff from 12 to 3. So the Lord wakes you up 3 to cancel it from 3 to 6. Y'all can tell I like this stuff, don't you? I've been waiting for a long time for a good beat down on the devil. I think my time has come, y'all. Okay. So underground covens. Um, pastor received a letter from a woman who was a witch who was assigned to a particular church to plant doubt and unbelief in the hearts and minds of new or weak Christians. She had succeeded in drawing away three people, but now wanted to repent for her wickedness, but was not sure Jesus would forgive her for what she had done. Okay. And so you have that. I, uh, we haven't dealt with it. We will. We will. Y'all, let me say something in the future. We will deal with witches who visit. And as my wife said, you will only see three things. Um, when they visit, uh, they will either uh, leave, they'll either repent, or they'll die. Because this is not a place that witches can survive. I'm sorry. Uh, unfortunately, I, I'm, this is my church. I don't know how to speak for anybody else. This is not a place that they can survive. You just, you just can't. It's, I mean, they, you just can't. You know what? See, one of the things that we pride ourselves over, this is a good pride, which is what Jesus said. You remember what Jesus said? He told the disciples, he said, Satan is coming for me, but when he shows up, he'll find nothing in me. Amen. People be like, man, you shouldn't be playing with the devil. I ain't playing. You can talk arrogantly when you clean. Okay, so I, but we had that in the beginning. There's a person right now, I won't mention the name. But, uh, but uh, I had an individual. This is when we first. See, the folk that were here in the beginning, so I know Nicole remember this one. We used to pray down front and uh, in the circle. 
this is before we had praise and worship and sanctuary was three different folk colors of raggedy and 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 the Lord didn't let us do praise and worship for five years. And so uh, so we used to pray in a circle down here. Matter of fact, Marlon, come stand out here. I'm gonna use your example. We used to pray in a circle. And and let me tell y'all something. When y'all see people do goofy stuff, you, you ain't got to be. <laughs> Y'all, I'm the type of individual, I'm too clean. So you can do all type of hocus pocus you want. I would just, I'd have people prophesy with me, prophesy with me. I'm just like, is that all you got? I mean, you know, Devon and I, you know, we've had instances, y'all, where, where witches have put dead birds on our steps at both locations. And me and Devon look at it, and then we look at each other, and this is what we do. <laughs> really, a dead bird. You have a better chance putting Godzilla on the front of my steps. That ain't going to work either. So we're in the prayer call. We're in the prayer circle. And so we all holding hands and praying. And it was a lady. She left the line. And she doing all of this. She walked up to me. And she doing all of this stuff over. <laughs> I'm dead. And I lying to call. She was doing. My wife wasn't here for that one, was she? No, she wasn't. He, she, I mean, she was just doing all this type of stuff. And my eyes were closed. And I just felt these impressions and vibrations. And, and this lady is standing there doing all of this stuff in front of me. And so I was just like, okay, you know, I was praying in tongues, and I let her do her thing, she go back to the line. And then I made the mistake of telling the people, because I'm such a nice guy, I made the mistake of telling the people, yeah, you know, sometimes, y'all, the Lord, you know, he moves in strange and mysterious ways. I'm trying to give her the benefit of a doubt. <laughs> what you think she did next time? <laughs> you go ahead, have a seat. That's what she was doing. So by the second time, I was like, okay, see, stop, see, stop. So, so when I asked her, and I did it nicely, I said, hey, because she said, you know, the Holy Spirit makes me do that, and I don't know why I get kicked out of every church. <laughs> and so I said, well, you know, me, Mr. Nice Guy, I said, well, you have to understand, even if it's the Holy Spirit, you know, there are some things that you have to be careful with because people don't understand. They can make them nervous. You shouldn't really get up in people's face. So when I shared that, of course, I was the devil. And I'll never forget Talking about witchcraft. I never will forget, I was standing in the hallway and she was, she was buttering me up. Now, we understand. People tell us how we good of a job we do and they're blessed. We're not talking about that. Okay, give honor to whom honor is due. And that's anybody. That ain't got nothing to do with preachers. If somebody does a great job, you can, it's okay to tell them that. But there are some people that are manipulating you. And I'll never forget this. We were standing in the hallway and she's telling me all of this type of stuff. And, all, and, and, and as she is talking, the Holy Spirit is speaking to an audible voice. And this is what he's saying. Blah, 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 blah. Manipulation, manipulation, manipulation. Blah, 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 blah. Manipulation. I can't hardly hear what the woman is saying. That very woman called one of our church members who was newer to the church and said, Pastor Ofer is a nice guy, but you'll never fulfill your destiny under him. That same woman met her husband at this church. See, it's the enemy using individuals to prey on new folk or weak folk. And it's all for the purpose of demonic assignments. You know, so that was in the beginning, so Satan, I guess, tried, but, you know, I only really deal with that. You know, I deal with a couple. Usually they come in, you should see the look on some of their faces sometimes. They come in for the, to the first service, and, and they're just sitting here like, I don't think this is the place for that. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> All right, the third one is disguised, disguised witchcraft. The main disguise with this is music. Second disguise is a new age movement. So little seemingly innocent terms like, you know, yeah, the universe brought me this. or and, and music is one of the biggest forms of witchcraft, and this is the reason why. Music is the only thing that will allow wars to enter you without your permission. 
That's how most of us learn our ABCs. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, that's how you learn it. Music is very dangerous because you will listen to corrupt words because the music is so good. And it's a high form of witchcraft, okay? So be careful. I talked about kids yesterday and today. We were talking about all this type of stuff. Works of the flesh. Most people don't think about this one. And this is the fourth level of witchcraft, which is works of the flesh. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, your sinful nature or your body by nature is full of witchcraft. The results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry. This is a work of the flesh. Sorcery or witchcraft is a work of the flesh. Hostility, quarreling, jealousy, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and all of the sin like these. Let me tell you again, as I've told you before, anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So witchcraft as a work of the flesh manifests in the desire to control others through three different ways. Manipulation, intimidation, and domination. I'm just throwing some stuff out here because there's a lot of people listening. Okay, so... So those are the four levels of witchcraft, um, and the last one is like a work of the flesh, and you'll be, you'll be operating in the spirit of the sinful nature, which is connected to that spirit of witchcraft. Doesn't make you a witch, you operate in the spirit of it, and you can tell but when you're trying to manipulate people, you're under that spirit. If you're trying to dominate people, you're under that spirit. And if you're trying to intimidate, I don't deal with domination and intimidation. I'm not a person that can be imitated, I mean, I'm, that can be intimidated, let alone dominated. You know, but I have to deal with manipulation all the time. I have to deal with it all the time. And so you can, it's always a feeling that is attached to it. I remember when this one girl showed up, she tried to prophesy me. No, she tried, yeah. You remember that lady? She tried to prophesy all of this stuff with me. You're going to be, I don't forget this, y'all. This is where the word comes into play. Because if you power hungry, she prophesied over me. And Lord warned me about the girl. She prophesied over me. Lord showed me, not in this order. Lord showed me that, that, you're going to be more powerful than the Juanita Bynum. And the Lord showed me you're going to be more uh, bigger than T.D. Jakes. And, and she threw Creflo Dollar in there. She just laying it on me. And I guess she thought I was just be like, oh, yeah. Thank you. No. Nope. I was just like, wonderful. And in my mind, I'm like, you're not telling me anything I don't already know. I don't mean that arrogantly. You know what I'm saying? And so she's just laying it on, laying it on, laying it on, laying it on. But it bothered me. And it really bothered me really, really bad. And so on the, and then. You know, the, the Lord showed her that uh, she told this to me and my wife after she looked at my wife real funny. She was trying to move my wife up to church. She said, uh, the Lord showed me that, which, that I'm supposed to be on your staff, supposed to be on your board, and I'm supposed to be traveling, y'all, traveling with y'all. And, and we were like, we didn't know we were going nowhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, just people be coming up with something. And see, and, and they put this stuff in your head. Next thing you know, you disobeying God. Hey, I'll never forget. After service, I was driving home, and I'm analyzing that because of the feeling that was attached to it. I was like, Lord, what was all of that about? This is exactly what the Lord said. This was so powerful. He said, why would I send one of my servants to prophesy over you by comparing you to other servants when in the word I said not to compare yourselves one to another because that's unwise? Amen. See how the word is the safety net. It's the word that is the safety net. Okay. Everything cannot be found in Scripture, but everything can be explained from Scripture. All right, so y'all good? Y'all like we going home already? No, that was the buttering up part. There's one video, I'm, one picture I'm not going to show you because of the children. And so I will, uh, I'll just mention it, slick away, because I don't even want the kids looking it up. Um, but um, 
But let me show you how deep the problem is, is that um, I want to roll through a few things to show you what's going on right underneath your video, underneath your eyes. Now, I'm going to just show the, I'm going to put up a video. Have you ever heard about this new trend called Christian witches? Yeah. Okay, some of you are not Christian witches, yeah. yeah. This is not a slow-moving type of thing. This is, uh, this is a fast movement. So I'm not going to watch the whole thing. I'm going to just show up a couple of, uh, a few of her paragraphs and then show you about the rest of the problem. I want you to see what is going on in America. Y'all can play that right quick. Welcome. Guess what, boys and girls? The first annual Christian Witches Convention is coming to Salem, Massachusetts in April of 2019. <gasps> Y'all can tell yes! she's crazy. I'm so excited. So let me tell you the rundown of what's going to happen when you join us in Salem at the first ever Christian Witches Convention in Salem, Massachusetts, USA, April 15th to the 21st, 2019. All the details are at christianwitches.com. You're going to get, first of all, Monday through Friday, 9 p.m., 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., we're going to be at school. The Covenant of Christian Witches Mystery School is in session, boys and girls. Yes, kiddos. That's going to be Monday through Friday. On Saturday, we have a reader studio from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can get readings or you can even register to be one of our vendors or one of our readers at our readers hall. Saturday night, we have a witch's ball. The witch's ball is themed. And the theme of the witch's ball this year, boys and girls, oh my God, American Horror Story Apocalypse. <gasps> I want to Next. Sunday morning, Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, the first ever that we've ever done, Christian Witches Church Service. And this is probably the heart of the whole convention for me, bringing a word to you from the pulpit, Reverend Valerie Love, at a Christian Witches Church Service. We have musical guests that you will love and we have all the inspiration and a powerful word especially for Christian witches oh my god and then Sunday afternoon our resurrection Sunday we're having a gospel brunch and the gospel brunch oh my god the gospel brunch the gospel brunch the gospel brunch is going to be incredible because guess who we have we have the incredible Calvin Witcher it don't matter who she have trying to mess off Okay, so then it, it goes from the gospel brunch to then the gospel concert. Okay, so this is a this is a very very upward trend that's moving very very fast. Um, and let me just read a couple of things to you. It says we may not. This is the same group. We may not be Christian here. I'm sorry. This is the same group, but it's a different faction. Okay, so this is another group <laughs> of 200 ladies that's meeting. We may, not be we may not be Christian here, but we still pray, said a woman dressed entirely in white as she addressed a large audience of African-American women. I understand God more now doing what I'm doing than I ever did in the church. And I'm going to say something. Some, some of the stuff that these witches are saying is very, very true. Um, you know, when you set down power, mm, let's keep going. The speaker was giving the keynote address last month at the third annual Black Witch Convention, which brought together some over 200 women in Baltimore. Uh, the small but growing community points to the hundreds of black women now who are now leaving Christianity 
in favor of their ancestors' African spiritual traditions and finding a sense of power in the process. It's always about power. Over the past decade, white millennials have embraced witchcraft in droves. Now a parallel phenomenon is emerging amongst black millennials. While their exact numbers are difficult to gauge, it's clear that African-American pop culture has started to reflect this trend. It starts talking about everything from musical artists that are, you know, from singers to rappers to rock and roll people, etc. Um, they said the internet is becoming a secret place for these individuals, but now it's coming out public. Um, this particular lady, I won't mention her name, um, is a 28-year-old teacher who uh, grew up in the Apostolic Church, but she broke ties with it four years ago. She said her mother had forced Christianity upon her. While some millennials enter the black witch community seeking answers, others are simply hungry for a place where they can belong. The study finding that New Age and Christian traditions often coexist in the same person was on full, full view at the convention. While some witches told me they were done with Christianity forever, others said they still attend church and argue that Christianity and African witchcraft are complementary, not mutually exclusive. As one lady put it, the Bible ain't nothing but a big old spell book. And then she said, the church is oppressive for a lot of black women. Stop. That's not true. The church is oppressive to everybody. Y'all know what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't no black woman, white woman, white man, black man. It's you, the mainstream church got everybody in slavery. Lord, when Rick Joyner went to heaven, or the Lord gave Rick Joyner a vision, and make the long story short, in the vision, um, he had an experience. And at the end of the experience, the Lord told him, he said, in the last days, he'll see there'll be two groups that'll keep my people in bondage. He said, the church and the educational system. Um, I was out with a pastor friend of mine, a very close pastor friend of mine last night. And, and now, now let me say something where I'm moving into now. I can share some things with you, but I just cannot expose certain individuals, certain pastors, certain churches. If I say the names of these churches, you would know who they are, white and black. Okay, but I was with a pastor friend of my mind, a pastor friend of mine, and uh, he used to be a member of a predominantly, you know, what they call white church. I don't know what I'm saying. It was multicultural, but it was, it was led by a Caucasian pastor, and and that's where they went. And uh, and the daughter finally, they they when he opened up his church, the daughter said, I mean, they used to still go there a little bit, and so the daughter finally told him recently. She said, Dad, I'm done with that church. It's huge too. She said, I'm done. She said, if it's not your church or Pastor Otha's church, I'm not interested. Keep me in on this teenager. She said, because at that church, she said, they're teaching stuff um, with the youth. And the youth are practicing cutting in the bathroom as a result of being taught. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of information that's coming to us. What's interesting is as, as, as demons are cast out, they, will be, they begin to reveal the secrets of certain churches that they love. I had a conversation with somebody. Like I said, I'm not leaving our names. And they were just talking about, you know, uh, one of the things that is going on in the counseling world is that counseling has been so ineffective that they have now embraced the occult to get answers. Okay, hypnotism. And, and they'll write you, you know what I mean by prescription, you need to go see this specialist where well, the specialist operates in the occult. And so, uh, and so as a result of that, um, um, uh, you know, uh, someone was sharing with me about this class that they're taking, and they said the class is full of riches. And they were just naming the one lady told you, she said, I'm a full-blown practicing witch and don't staff at a major church. If I said your name, it's an African mayor led pastor. Okay, and if I said the name, all of you would just walk out and go home and fast and pray for the rest of your life. She on staff. Okay, and so this is what happens when you have a lack of power. Okay. And uh, and so uh, you know, there's a particular rapper, um, 
then in the last year, the statement that he made at the end of his concert was that, um, was that Jesus and the church is the ultimate fake news. He's telling us to a group of kids. He said Jesus is the ultimate fake news. Um, he said that um, he used a cuss word. He said the church is nothing being built by a bunch of such and such people um, who are idiots. Um, the lady that was telling me about her counseling class, she said all of these counselors, all they do is sit around and talk about how lame the church is. No power, and, and it's crazy. But he, he said that uh, uh, he told these group of kids that, that Jesus is fake, that Satan is the true Lord because he is a light bearer. God created him to be a light bearer, which was true in the beginning, but he failed. And so, uh, and that he said, and he told them, he said, how many, and uh, he said, I'll prove it to you. He said, how many of y'all been praying to God for years and you never got no answer? And he said, the kids were just all nervous and everything. He said, I know you're scared. He said, but I can be bold and say this because I'm free. Satan has given me the power to be successful while you're holding on to your fake Jesus and broke. So, um, you can put two and two together and know who the individual is. It was the individual that the Lord gave me the dream that we were riding together in the black Ferrari. The Lord gave me two dreams now that that Ferrari has now turned into a red one that I could not control. Yeah, that was a super cool dream. I can't tell you about that one. I hope I get a Ferrari for real. If I do, I'm not turning it in. Okay. And a cult high priest recently was quoted in saying in a local newspaper that the churches of America have given up the supernatural. They don't deal in the supernatural. They just deal in plans, programs, and social activities. He said that every human being is created with supernatural vacuum. And since Christians aren't doing anything in the realm of the supernatural, he feels that witchcraft is a reasonable substitute for Christianity. I'm being I'm, I'm very like, when we teach the series, you're going to be blown away because the stuff is right under your nose. Hey, did y'all know the Super Bowl was won by witchcraft? Can I mention that? Mm -hmm. Y'all, this is not private information. Tom Brady was interviewed. His wife is Brazilian, and she's a full-blown practicing witch. She tells them when they're going to win and when they're not going to win. When they lost, this, that, you know, the time before this last one, they lost, she told them, don't even try. She said, y'all not going to win this year. She said, but next year you will. And she says, you'll win if you follow my instructions to the T. She said, it'll be hard work. She said, but if you follow my instructions, you do, do your part, let me do your part. So she sets up a shrine. She makes him wear a special necklace. He said he has to take drops in his mouth. And when he won the Super Bowl just a few weeks ago, she said, I, and let me tell you, the Holy Spirit showed me the trigger point. When she said, when they won, and Tom Brady said, he said, we in everything. He said, I don't argue with my wife anymore. He said, because it works. Okay, and so, and so, so, uh, so when they won, she said, see, you do your part, follow my instructions, and let me do my part. It's hard work, but if you let me do my part, we'll be a success. And, she, and her last statement was, so you should be happy that you married to a good witch. Y'all remember I told me that it was a certain spirit. Let me tell y'all something, y'all. Y'all remember when Joshua spoke to the sun? That's the ability that one man left unchecked can walk in. Same with the dark side. Okay? Now, nobody would ever think that somebody was conjuring up dark spirits over a doggone football game. So left unchecked, the whole atmosphere over the city turned. Y'all remember that little special play that caused the saints to lose? Y'all remember that play? That was it. To make sure that they got into the Super Bowl. 
left unchecked, folk. Oh, it's deep. Oh, it's about to get deeper. It's about to get deeper because now they're getting ready and they've already, they're already doing this. They're beginning to now turn fully against the church. They're trying to swallow us up whole. Oh, I've been waiting for this Jesus. Gangster, I've been waiting for this boy. Acts 16, 16 through 19. It's the same spirit, just in modern terms. One day as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God, and they have come to tell you how to get saved. Truth coming from an enemy. When you are clean, they can't dominate you, and they can't intimidate you. They can only manipulate you. Okay. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left. And her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. See, and so they are, this is another form of demonic activity where a person has a familiar spirit attached to them or in them. And this thing can fore, foretell certain things based on what's already set up in the spiritual realm. You know, they, they already know, okay, based on everything that's set up, we can tell this person this is what's going to happen. And so when this thing was cast out, couldn't do it. Okay, one lady said, uh, they asked her, are you a witch? She said, it depends on how you look at it. Said, high priestess, whatever her name is, a Coppin State graduate. I am whatever the situation calls for. If you come at me with respect, you get Glenda the Good Witch from the suburbs. But if you come at me with negativity, meanness, and disrespect, then you get Eveline, your worst nightmare. Ain't my worst nightmare is somebody else's nightmare. Ain't mine. Okay, so um, 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 2. Now, the solely, I'm, I'm really doing this to really just set the tone so y'all can not be afraid of this type of stuff. Now, the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last time, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. 2 Timothy 3.13, King James Version. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Matthew 7.21-23. through 23. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, we prophesied in your name. I ain't impressed. Cast out demons in your name. I'm not impressed. And perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. That tells you again that the word is the standard, not power. I'm not impressed by people who do miracles. I'm not impressed by people who can prophesy. Y'all know we got gifts that fly like crazy up in here. And that's all wonderful. God instituted those gifts. You're supposed to operate them. And you're supposed to operate them in such a degree that it'll make a warlock from Africa bow down. But once you put the gift above the word, you have now become Satan. John 10, 1 through 3. Tell you the truth. Anyone... Now, let me tell you this, this right here, these two passages right here, Jesus warned us that people would have the ability to walk in power. It's two passages right here. He said, I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come in and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Okay. 
So, when it comes to the occult, witchcraft, cultists, necromancers, all of these different type of individuals, Jesus said some would have the ability to sneak up another way. Always remember this about the darkness and about witchcraft. They have the ability to go into the spiritual realm. We have the ability to go into the heavenly realm. That's the difference. And because we are allowed to go into the heavenly realm, that is the realm where the ultimate level of power exists. We are seated together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, far above all principality and power. But if you don't know that, talking about power passed out with the disciples, then that power will be on top of your head. And you won't be the head. You will be the tail. Remember what Jesus said? What did he say? He said, now, watch. Jesus said it this way. He said, now, you can sneak up another way. You might be able to get into the spiritual realm. He said, but when it comes to the heavenly realm, I am the way. I am the door. You know, he said, you can't get to where the Father is unless you come through me. So you might be able to operate in something, but the folk that come through me, they're going to kill y'all in the last days. Matthew 22, 11 through 14. When the king came in to meet the guests, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper clothes for a wedding. Friend, he said, how is it that you're here without the proper wedding clothes? And the man didn't have nothing to say. King said to his aides, bind this fool, hand and feet and throw him out in the outer darkness where they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth because many are called but few are chosen. Okay, so the occult can enter the spiritual realm where power lies, but they are not allowed to enter the heavenly realm where the true source of ultimate power lies. Remember what God said? He said, there is no power but of me. So this is the atmospheres. They are living right amongst us. They're in your neighborhoods. And let me tell you something. What they're doing is they're setting. They've always set their sights on churches, but they did it in secret. Now they're being open. I mean, let me, let me tell you how open they are. Uh, yes. We want to bring Donald Trump down to the ground and kill him. So we're going to get together. All of the witches across America, we're going to sign a covenant. We ask all of y'all join y'all. We're going to have a public meeting and put it on Facebook Live so we can curse the president. How many of you know, whether you like Donald Trump or not, you don't got no business putting a curse on anybody in office. Y'all know. Y'all a little too silent. <laughs> so they just get, and, and so now what they're doing is, they're saying, yeah, church, y'all ain't got no power, so we're just going to take y'all over. Okay. So here's the definition of prophesying. This is what you're going to have to do. This is one of the things that we have to do. Prophesying is speaking the word or allowing God to speak through you in order to bring about change or a desired result. Because there are things that are working against us and you don't even know it. Worst thing in the world is for someone to set their sights on you. You know, like my wife had a bad experience at the gym the other day. I mean, it was just like, I mean, I mean, it was it was really tough there. Y'all, let me tell you something. How many of you have ever been around someone and you could sense the darkness on them? Been around them, right? Well, the opposite is true times 100. If you can sense if the light can sense the darkness, how much more can the darkness sense the light? So you will walk in places and that person instantly get convicts against conviction or the devil instantly becomes disturbed. They're not acting crazy because they don't like your weave. They know it's something about you and the cleaner you are, the more they can't stand you behind. 
I done had several stare downs here recently. I don't even play. I just look at them stare. <laughs> just bust out laughing. I ain't got time for your little dragon breath today. I got bigger stuff and real giants to slay. Got time for your little witchcraft foolishness. Ezekiel 6, 1 through 3. Again, a message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face the mountain of Israel and prophesy against them. Proclaim this message from the sovereign Lord against the mountains of Israel. This is what the sovereign Lord says to the mountains and hills and to the ravines and the valleys. I'm about to bring war upon you and I'll smash your pagan shrines. Ezekiel 20, 45 through 47. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face the south and speak out against it. Prophesy against the brushlands of the Negev. Tell the sovereign wizards because you are gods in the planet. You got the ability to create this stuff. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Hear the word of the Lord. I'll set you on fire and every tree, both green and dry, will be burned. Ezekiel 25, 2. Son of man, turn and face the land of Ammon. Ammon and prophesy against its people. Ezekiel 28, 21. Son of man, turn and face the city of Sidon and prophesy against it. Ezekiel 29, 2. Son of man, turn and face Egypt and prophesy against Pharaoh, the king of all the and all the people of Egypt. Ezekiel 35, 2, son of man, turn and face Mount Seir and prophesy against his people. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10, some of y'all like this one. The Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around the bones and that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and completely dried out. He said, son, can these bones become living people again? Oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, I might have the answer, but you got the power in your mouth. Speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord. See, I'm trying to get you to understand some things are not a prayer issue. Some things are you putting the word of God in your mouth as his child and speaking in his stead. And it responds just like it was him. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I'm about to put breath into you. And make you live again. That's what you need to be saying to your situations. It's already bad enough, y'all. We make bad mistakes. Now we got other folk trying to bring us down because of who we represent. And it's working against you. The spirit of the Antichrist is against you. Speak a prophetic message to these bones. Listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath in you. Make you live again. I'll put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I'll put breath in you and you'll come to life. And you'll know that I'm the Lord. So I spoke the message just as he told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh form over the bones. The skin formed to cover the bodies, but they still had no breath. So he said to me, speak a prophetic message or prophesy to the winds, son of man. Prophesy a message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so that they may live again. So I spoke the message that he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood upon their feet, a great army. That was a prophecy about us, by the way. Jeremiah 22. Sorry, Jeremiah 23. Can anyone hide from me in a secret place? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and earth, says the Lord? I've heard these. This is him talking about the occult. I've heard these prophets say, listen to the dream I had from God last night. Because you notice they keep attaching this stuff to God. And then they proceed to tell lies in my name. How long will this go on? If they are prophets, they are prophets of deceit, inventing everything they say. By telling these false dreams, they are trying to get my people to forget me. Just as their ancestors did by worshiping the idols of Baal. Let these false prophets tell their dreams, but let my true messengers faithfully proclaim my every word. There's a difference between straw and grain. 
Does not my word burn like fire, says the Lord? Is not it like a mighty hammer that smashes? Matter of fact, I think I need to get a Thor hammer sitting right on the pulpit. Like, it, like a mighty hammer that smashes a rock to pieces? Therefore, says the Lord, I'm against these prophets who steal messages from each other and claim they are from me. I'm against these smooth-tongued prophets who say this prophecy is from the Lord. I'm against these false prophets. Their imaginary dreams are flagrant lies that lead my people in the sin. I did not send or appoint them, and they have no message at all for my people. I, the Lord, have spoken. That's the answer to this stuff, y'all, is we just got to say something. Everybody's scared. Y'all know what I mean by everybody. When I say everybody, that does not include anything that belongs along our church. I mean, we ain't scared of nothing. Please, ain't nothing to be scared about. I was telling, who was it? I was, I was telling my kids that about, you know, you, I mean, it's amazing. See, this is the reason why the spirit, these spirits of Jezebel and stuff, that's why they hate the prophetic. Because God's word is like a hammer. You just sit up here and, and you do all of these motions and you do all of these potions and all these scientific spiritual formulas and you got to go get a pig's tail and a spider's web and you got to merge them together with some super glue and you got to go get this charm over here and you got to go get some sage and add some garlic to it and got to go to get the top of a witch's hat and get a bunny rabbit's leg and you got to mix all of that together and all of that working and then here I come in the name of Jesus. Wham! I ain't got to do all of that. That's why God says, hey, that's wonderful that you put together this little demonic witchcraft house with all these little pins and needles and all that type of stuff, but let one of my sons speak the word. That sucker is like a hammer. Bring your whole thing down to the ground in a matter of a moment. What are you thinking about your little sorry formulas? And you have to threaten these individuals. You have to threaten these individuals because they're always coming against you. First Kings 18, we're almost done. Can I get a couple more minutes? Because I didn't plan on adding this. This is the part I'm working in the car in the parking lot. The Lord said, this is y'all. He said, because this will be the stand for those that are connected to the kingdom. This is Elijah. He said, now summon all Israel to join me at Mount Carmel along with the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who are supported by Jezebel. One dude against 850. So when I tell you that if every single dog on which in the United States coupled with Haiti, let's add some other ones. Uh, what's another country? China, the whole continent of Africa, Jamaica, England. If we got some sweetest witches, all of them, you don't need more men. Y'all remember when I threatened Satan seven years ago? <gasps> no, <gasps> that's what he's doing right now. <gasps> So I have summoned 850 people of Israel. And this is what you got to do. Is Elijah stood in front of them and said, how much longer will you waver hobbling between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is God, then follow that fool. But the people were completely silent. Then Elijah said to them, I'm the only prophet of the Lord who is left, but Baal has 450. It's 450, but it's 850 listening. There were two different categories of witches, witches and warlocks. Now bring two bulls. Contest time. The prophets of Baal may choose whichever one they wish and cut it into pieces, lay it on the wooded altar without setting fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wooded altar, and I won't set fire to it. Then call on the name of your God, and I'll call on the name of my Lord. The God who answers by setting fire to the wood is the true God, and all the people agreed. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, you go first. Whenever you know you got something on somebody, let them go first. For there are many of you. Choose one of the bulls and prepare it and call on the name of your God. 
but don't set fire to the wood. So they prepared one of the bulls and placed it on the altar. They called on the name of Baal from morning until noontime. It won't take us all day to do all that. Shouting, O Baal, answer us. But there was no reply of any kind. Then they danced, hobbling around the altar they had made. About noontime, Elijah started mocking them. You have to shout a little bit louder, he scoffed, for surely he is a god. Perhaps he's daydreaming. Maybe he's using the bathroom. Or maybe he's away on vacation. Maybe he fell asleep and needs to be woken up. See, y'all play with these people. When it comes to these individuals, there, I was just unbelievable. He said, there is nothing about the dark side on any level that would make me respect you and blink. What is wrong with y'all? God, I'm not talking about y'all. God is light. He said, we are sons unlight, and I'm supposed to move out the way for any form of darkness? Well, you know, I'm a witch. Wonderful. I'm supposed to be impressed. I'm supposed to blink. I'm supposed to move out the way for you. I never will forget years ago. This is before we did dreams and visions. This is before we did prophecy. This is before we did inner healing. And I even knew what that was. This is before I'd even cast out a demon. I had to do a home visit with a lady and her two daughters. And one of them was a full blown practicing witch. And I didn't know it. And that girl, I mean, I'm ministering to the mom and the daughter who really wanted to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And I just feel like this. It was like a darkness trying to burn into my soul. I turned around and looked at that girl because it was going on for a while. I'm just ignoring it, thinking, you know, maybe it was, I didn't put a lotion on my neck or something. You know, you didn't think about super stuff. I turned over there. Y'all, Satan was sitting right in the corner. If you had seen the look on that girl's eyes, if she thought she could have got away with it, she would have stabbed me right in my heart. I saw pure evil and, and I lost it. I said, oh, you want to do something? I said, you go first. Let's have a contest. And she, oh, you talking about hatred because she knew I can't fool with this dude. It didn't matter I didn't know inner healing. It didn't matter I didn't know I had never casted out a demon. All I knew is, is that I was clean and I was one with Christ. And if you and your grandmama, which tried something, I will laugh at your foolishness. You're not impressing me. Huh. You know, you put some potions and potions together. And we declare we're going to win the Super Bowl. Wonderful. Let us get involved. While why, why you are here tangling with the devil, making music, we tangling with the devil, casting them out. Y'all not operating. These witches not operating in no real power. It seems like they are. The stuff that they're doing, okay, wonderful. Like I said, rappers, they make music. We make men. I'm not against you if you're a Christian rapper. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Just. What verse am I in, y'all? So they shouted louder and followed their normal custom. They start cutting themselves with knives and swords until the blood gushed out. They raved all afternoon until the time of the evening sacrifice. Still, there was no sound, no reply, no response. Elijah called the people, come over here. They all crowded around him as he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. He took 12 stones, one to represent each of the tribe, one of the tribes of Israel. He used the stones to rebuild the altar that they had tore down. Then he dug a trench around the altar large enough to hold three gallons. Now, remember, this is a famine. It had not rained in seven years. I believe it was seven. I could have that off. What a verse of man. He piled wood on the altar, cut the bull in pieces, and laid the pieces on the wood. Then he said, fill four large jars with water and pour the water over the offering and the wood. Water was scarce in those days. And after they had done this, he said, do it again. And when they were finished, he said, do it a third time. It's that power to three. So they did as he said, and the water ran along the altar and even filled the trench. And at the usual time for offering, the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet wake, walked up to the altar. He didn't do all that foolishness they did. He simply prayed a simple prayer. 
O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God in Israel and that I'm your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. O Lord, answer me. Answer me so that these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have brought them back to yourself. And immediately the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven, burned up the bull, the wood, the stones, and the dust. It even licked up the water in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell down, face down on the ground and cried out, The Lord, he is God. Yes, the Lord, he is God. And the prophet said, We're not done. Seize all of the prophets of Baal and don't let one single one escape. So the people seized them and Elijah took them down to the Kishon Valley and killed all of them. One dude against 850. And I like that the, uh, the final verse right after that in verse 41. I put it in there as King James. Elijah said unto Ahab after he killed everybody, get up and eat and drink. For there's a sound of abundance of rain. Because witchcraft always makes the land go dry. That's why they got to be killed. Now, in this day, we can't kill witches. We just kill you in the spirit. Hmm. Uh, one of the most mysterious things is when we had a girl here sitting right in the front row. And Lorana told Nicole, go down there and just stand next to her. And Nicole, even though she's doing it on there, just praying and battling the spirit. And we watched in the spirit the Lord use Nicole to just dismantle that. She came in a warrior and left out like crazy. I mean, it was just dismantled her. Just wasn't even looking at you. Didn't even know you. I just stood next to you and prayed in the Holy Ghost. And it was a formula that was given that just dismantled you in the spirit. I'm crazy, y'all. <laughs> One of our members walked up in the Hindu temple over there in Riverdale. Went up in there, right up in there speaking in tongues. They said the people was looking at me like, no, I don't think you're washing... That's how you make a mockery of darkness when you're the truth. Jesus. I've been waiting on this one. I'm, I'm asking the Lord, let me use it one time. I am from above. You are from beneath. <laughs> These people operate in the cult thinking you're doing something. But guess what? They're doing it because the church messed up. Last one, I think. 1 Samuel 17:26. Yo, these are shorter. 1 Samuel 17, 22. David left his things with the keeper of supplies. Y'all remember the story of David and Goliath? Let's look at his attitude. David left his things with the keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, that's the spirit that's upon the planet now, because they're intimidating the people of God. The Philistine champion from Gath came out from the Philistine ranks. David heard him shout his usual talk to the army of Israel. And as soon as the Israeli army saw him, the ones that were called and anointed by God to kill this fool, they ran away in fright. It's going on right now in the church. Scared. They said, have you seen this giant? Watch this. Have you seen the level that these people own? They actually raised somebody from the dead, everybody, the other day. We can't even get people healed of a headache. They said he comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters for a wife. And the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. Let me tell you something. That is an opportunity of a lifetime. <laughs> David might not have even been in faith. But when he heard that, he was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me get this right. I'll get some money. How I many you know the king's daughters was fine? King, the kings didn't marry, didn't marry Godzilla back then, y'all. They didn't marry on Esther. So the king's daughter is fine. I get this king's daughter. <laughs> I'm back here taking care of these sheep at my daddy's house. They got me in the back. I get the king's daughter. I get all this money, and I don't have to pay no taxes. Man, the spirit of faith came on that boy like, oh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> David asked the soldier standing nearby, 
what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? And listen to who he, listen how he said it. Who is this pagan fool anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? This is how this must be handled, folk. This can't be handled with, what's that term you see on the back of these cars with the bumper sticker? Coexist. Now, that can't be handled that way. Because you know why? If you try to coexist with these people that are in this darkness, this darkness is meant to kill, steal, and destroy you and your children. There are pastors and men and women and boys and girls who have died because of what these witches are doing. And even the ones that say that they are good, some of them actually have pure hearts. They just don't even know that they caught up. Typically, you can be in that for about three years. And after about three years, you start realizing some things. You know what? This might be some evil. And the moment you try to get out of it, then they show their true colors and they keep you stuck. They threaten your life. They threaten your mama's life. They threaten your daddy's life. You know, I mentioned something here. I'm not going to mention what this is because I don't even want the kids in the back to even think about looking this up. But there's something where this Japanese guy, he created this demonic face. Now, my kids see demonic commercials and they just laugh at it. They're supposed to scare me, you know, with the blood. And like, please, we know an artist did that. This thing, though, is real. What I mean is, is that as Buddhists will tell you that these gargoyles, they go into the spiritual realm, like Jesus said, and they come back and they draw what they saw. And this thing is very, very, it's very, very um, intimidating. Um, and, and, and it's a face and, and, and the mouth is just really just, I can't explain it. And it has bulging eyes. And the thing, the, the thing is sitting on top of the body of a chicken. It's the weirdest thing you've ever seen. I was going to show it to you tonight, but I, I don't need that image in the kid's head. And I'm not even going to tell you the name so they know what to look up. And so, but it's, it's very, it's very alarming to see this thing. So what it's doing is it's popping up on the children's games and it's popping up on the YouTube children's uh, YouTube for children. It's popping up on that thing. Nobody know where the thing came from. How's it? How's this even doing this? And, it, and it's popping up and it's telling the children to stare at it in the eyes. And then it gives the child a command to to to, um, to kill his parents. Uh, a girl just committed suicide because it told her to commit suicide. And then, it, and then what it does is, whatever it tells you, it threatens the child. It's saying, now, if you say anything, I'm going to kill your parents. So when it started going out, the news brought this out. Fox News brought this out. And so when they brought it out, chill, parents started talking to the children, and they said the children would just bust out crying. Because they, the thing had already got to the kids and threatened them if you tell your parents. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be quiet. I'm supposed to be nice. No. All right, last one, Exodus 7, 10 through 13. Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did what the Lord had commanded them. Y'all remember the story? Everybody pretty much knows the story of Moses getting the people out of Egypt. Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did what the Lord had commanded them. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a serpent. Pharaoh called in his own wise men, <clears throat> excuse me, and sorcerers. And these Egyptian magicians did the same thing with their magic. They threw down their staffs, which also became serpents. But when Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs, Pharaoh's heart, however, remained hard. So you see this contest between the light and the dark, where God said, in order to get that man's attention, see, when you, the reason I gave you the scenarios is because the first scenario is one man. I'm trying to tell you that there is no level that darkness that can get to that can fool with my toenail. 
I'm, we are seated together in heavenly places. You got access to a lower realm where a lower power exists. I have access to the ultimate realm where the Holy Ghost exists. And I don't even have to go there. That realm is in me. Remember what Jesus said? The entire kingdom is on the inside of you. I'm supposed to be in. Ah, one man against 850 brought him down to the ground. One young boy against a giant that a whole army was afraid to take on brought that fool down to the ground. Now here you have one man against the most powerful nation in planet Earth, and he got the top sorcerers, witches, and sorcerers, and whatever you call them, magicians. So he threw down his staff. They said, watch this. This is what they're doing to the church. Dude, we ain't impressed you late. We've been doing that. Threw their staff down too. Look at that dude. But his staff swallowed up their staff. That's when they knew they were in trouble. They were like, uh-oh. And when you go back and read this story, they did Moses did three miracles, and they were able to keep up three times. That's that number three again. It says that he threw the staff down. They did the same thing. It says, God said, go back and turn the rivers into blood. You go back and read the story later. And it says the magician stepped forward, and it said they made water turn into blood. And then the third one is when uh, Moses said, God told Moses, okay, make frogs appear. And it says the magicians, it said that they also, with their curious arts, tapping into that spiritual realm, they said, they did the same thing. They said, they made frogs appear. It's called the three, you heard me say this, the three strikes you out rule. After three times, you can't do it no more. That's why you find in Exodus chapter 8, verse 18, when they moved to the fourth miracle, it says Pharaoh's magicians tried to do the same thing with their secret arts, but this time they failed. And the gnats covered everyone, people and animals alike. And this is the finger of God, the magicians exclaimed to Pharaoh. But Pharaoh's heart remained hard. He wouldn't listen to them, just as the Lord had predicted. Okay? So I just gave that lesson and went a little bit different than I thought. Okay, but but this is what's going on. And and I left out the crazier stuff. Because, y'all, when demons are coming out of people, yeah, we, we like such and such, such church because they don't believe in dreams and visions. We don't we like such such, such church because they never in a million years would do inner healing and deliverance. They, they coming out of people saying this type of stuff, calling preachers by name. Y'all, it's unreal. And if it's this real, it's not about to get any better. It's about to get worse. If it's like this now, what is it going to be like in five years? So any church don't, that does not operate in this level of Holy Ghost arrogance, fool, what? Yo, can you please go get... Y'all know what I'm saying? You're going to put a bird. I'm a, I'm a, I wish I knew where these people live. I'll send them a letter. Please. Hey, you're going to have to do, you're going to have to get the whole jungle at my house because you setting a bird on my doorstep. This is just a nuisance. We just got to go get a dustpan. We're not even going to pray about this. But, you know, I told you, Bishop Oyedipo, he went to the hotel room. He said he opened up the hotel room and he said there stood a dark figure in the hotel room with a hood on with no face. And he said, he said, when they walked in the room, he said, the thing's staring, they're staring at him. And he said, the thing twirled around like this, real, real fast, like a tornado. And then he said, he ended up on the windowsill and then turned into a big black bird, screamed at him, and then flew off. You'd be at the front desk, hey, man, I need a refund. We don't have a refund policy. Well, I'm out there, and I don't even care, y'all. Y'all got some serious problems up in here, and I got to go. Bishop Oedipo said, sirs, to show you the level that we are on, it's not even nothing to pray about. We are above that. We won't even respect it enough to pray. This is the difference between light and darkness. 
my wife will tell you, I could, y'all, there are times when I know that they're trying to hit me. And I don't even say nothing. It just bounce off me. Okay, ain't no, y'all, is there any type of scientific formula that allows darkness to molest light? And God said, we are light and they are of the darkness. So when you understand the science, y'all, let me tell you something. Folk are scared of darkness. But the real fear is when light shows up. Light is a whole lot more scary than darkness. If you don't believe me, I'd rather go into outer space in the opposite direction than the sun, than the head towards the sun. That's some real fear. You can't even look at the sun. The real fear is in the power of light. Thank you, O Lord. And Jesus said, he said, it'll get worse and worse and worse and worse. And the most glorious thing will be to have a few churches. God is going to have a few. Remember what I said? There will be a few churches that they will walk in such a dimension of power that it will make it seem like the whole body of Christ is operating that way. Okay. How many of you know, when you go back and read the story of David and Goliath, when David killed Goliath because of the one act that he did, the whole army became emboldened. I mean, you get ready, you get ready to see demonstration like crazy. And it won't even be difficult. You just got to believe it, that's all. You'd be surprised what you can do if you believe. No. Don't worry about it then. Did you even find it? But the picture won't come up? That's weird. No, it's not. Yeah. So, it's... um. Yeah, the demonic realm is a very horrific realm. Um, I've only seen a demon one time. I've only seen one one time. Let me tell you something. Now, I can talk all of this boldness all I want to, okay? But what, outside of Christ, man, outside of Christ, when, and, and, and what I don't understand is why I was shown this. Because it, it was a very, very horrific scene. It was an angel that had a man by the throat. A human man. You know, he had those manhole covers. Okay. He, he was in front of a manhole cover. This was the dream. This is about a few months ago. I don't know if I shared this with you. And, and in one hand, he had the human being. And in the other hand, he was holding a demon by the tail that had wings. And the manhole cover opened. And the angel, the angel of God, threw the man in. And then he moved the demon over the manhole. And when he let that thing go, the way that thing went into that manhole after that man, just the way that he went in, even today, I would never want to be in a room with something like that in my own strength. I, man, I'd be in more fear than the whole hell put together. I have never, ever, ever seen anything in a movie that came close to that. And, and it was the thing had a, it looked like a bat. That's what it looked like. It looked like a bat. But it was a big bat. This thing was, thing was about the size of me, and, that, and the angel held that thing in his hand, and 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 that's when I was fine. But it was the way that that thing went in after the man, just the, from when he let go, from the way he went into the thing. That thing scared the living daylights out of me. And we casting these things out of people every week, and we're dealing with it over the phone, and people are all stuck in these prisons while the church is having social programs. 
because of the level that we're getting ready to walk in, the Lord been on me every day, every day, all day. He said, he said, walk in humility and give me the glory. Walk in humility, give me the glory. Because what the Lord is getting ready to do in our midst. So, hope y'all ready, but we got a war to win. How many know we're going to win this thing to the end? Yeah. Yeah. The, Lord is sending, Lord, the Lord is sending us true folk, broken folk. People are connecting us from near and far because they're tired of this church foolishness. It's tired. It's tired. And it's so played out. All we know now is a convention. I am not interested in another convention or conference. All it is is a glorified Sunday morning service where you're going to do the same thing on Sunday and just ask for more money. That's all it is. And meanwhile, the dark side cranking, cranking. Okay, do you know what? We're going to close y'all. But y'all, there's some, if the church would just simply talk about heavenly things, if we would just teach it, Colossians 3, 1 through 3, he said, don't be thinking about the things on the planet. He said, seek what is in heaven. That lets you know that God wanted us to have experiences, visions, dreams, be caught up there, revelations from angels like we are. Well, we're already walking in that. Revealing these things to us, being able to see Mozart playing and then the guest speaker who never met the man said, there's an angel standing right next to you. Lord shows Francia, Garnett's wife. And, and it said, said that Mozart was playing a keyboard, and you know, and when you play a keyboard, your fingers move across. This keyboard he was playing, his hand stood still and the keyboard moved. There is a science that we are supposed to operate in that would make the occult be like, what are they talking about? And they would investigate. That's why I said, I need you to seek heavenly things. But what we're doing, we're seeking worldly things. We're trying to be friends with the world. There are churches right now, they're playing secular music for worship songs in the church service to seem relevant. I don't need to be relevant. I need to be holy. And then the Lord will add to the church daily such as should be saved. That's how the game goes. Compromise to try to get people. If you got them there through compromise, you got to keep them there through compromise. I didn't ask to start no church. Just the Lord came up with this crazy idea. Anyway, let's go ahead and stand. setting us up hallelujah let's just lift our hands and pray give God thanks father we bless in all of your holy name thank you Lord Jesus hallelujah we bless and honor you Lord father we give you thanks and praise I know father God that we must talk strong and we must talk arrogant we must talk in power but we must also carry ourselves very low. For the rule of the kingdom of God is to walk in ultimate power. We must walk in ultimate humility. Thank you, O Lord God, for these last seven years of us being turned into a powerful church, a gifted church, an anointed church, a holy church. Thank you, Lord, for the things that we have learned. And as a result of you setting this foundation, we thank you that as we get ready to launch forth and become public, we know that the masses will run toward us. But you have prepared us for this hour. Thank you, Lord God, that you hate evil. Therefore, you will empower us, O oh Lord God, to hate what you hate. You will empower us to destroy what you will destroy. You will empower us, O oh Father God, to overcome what you have already overcome. 
but we are seated together with you in heavenly places. Thank you, O Lord God, for that. So on tonight, O Lord God, based on what you showed me, O Lord God, tonight is where that sword that came out of that closet is put into the ground to serve, O Lord God, the entire universe and put it on notice that there is one church out of others that cannot be broken, that cannot be bought, that cannot be intimidated, that cannot be dominated. There is one church that will walk in more power than the Old Testament and the New Testament together. So on tonight, O oh Lord God, we thank you that every person that will listen to this, that is connected to us near and far, as they listen to us, they will take communion. And after they take it, O oh Lord God, they will be empowered to overcome anything that the occult will ever bring. There is no level that they can get to that we will not laugh at because we have been made above them in the image of Jesus Christ. And we came in through the door. So I thank you, O Lord God, that whereas they have access to the spiritual realm, we have access to the heavenly realm, which is the realm that is above all realms, where you seek and you sit and you watch to see if there's anyone who have made themselves available so that you can show yourself strong through them. So after today, we declare, O Lord God, that every attack of witchcraft and wizardry, every horoscope, O Lord God, every horrible thing, every seance, every necromancer, every fortune teller, every wizard and every warlock, thank you, O Lord God, that if they call all come together in order to come against us, they will fall by the name of Jesus Christ. So we thank you, O Lord God, that you have raised us up to deliver people out of the hands of the enemy. This we will walk in. This we will flow in. This we will live in. And we will be known for eternity as that one church among a few that took a stand and operated at the level that you demanded through your son, Jesus Christ. So, O Father God, as we get ready to take this communion, we take it. And we take it, O Lord God, in honor of the blood of Jesus Christ that has redeemed us and has made us sons, has made us spiritual rocks and living stones, has made us light and priests and ambassadors, has made us kings, and as Jesus said, has made us gods in this world. So we thank you, O Lord God, for this. As we take this communion, we do it honoring your name, honoring the blood of Jesus Christ. And we take this, O oh Lord God, as a sign of our next level of dominion in all things and over all things that are dark. So we bless and honor you. Thank you for this now. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Go ahead and take communion now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being patient. Of course, I did not mean to keep you over, but I think these things are necessary for the health of us as well as our children. Just to let you know, one of the things that we are working on, we have somebody that's with us, Denise, and she has been uh, teaching the children how to operate in these things. This is very, very interesting to see the light come on on these kids. I told my wife on the way here, you know what the powerful thing is about us teaching the five and six and seven year olds how to operate in this power? They're not corrupted. 
pure. So they're not battling with, they're not, we're not going to bring them, because when she's done with the first class, she's going to bring them in the service and let them demonstrate it on us. See, this is the answer to that. They can't do this with kids in the open, but we can. And that pureness, they're not going to come in here and try to manipulate you. They will tell you the truth. Now, you got to be ready for some stuff because they will tell you the truth. If the Holy Ghost, we already know we got Eric's son. Okay, Eric's son be letting Eric and his, and his wife have it. How old is Eric? Yeah. Eric told me that one time they were praying, and, and with Eric's son, the son is the prophet, and, and, and the sister, the, the twin, is the intercessor. He'll, he'll stop doing what he was doing and tell his so sister, I need you to go pray to the Lord about to give me a word to the parents. Oh, Eric said, keep him in check. He said, this is crazy. And he, what is it? Uh, he said they were in the back of the car. <laughs> and, and, and little Eric told his uh, daughter, turn to the book of Amos. And, 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 and Eric said, what kid tell you to turn to the book of Amos? We don't even read the book of Amos. You know what I'm saying? And so, so he said that, uh, <coughs> he said he was praying one time. They were all praying as a family in the circle. And he said his son left the circle and just backed up into the wall. He just stood there. And Eric opened his eyes. And when he opened his eyes, the Holy Ghost told big Eric, I had your son do that to tell you to stop backing up in life. The boy, these kids will obey God. To the, that's the answer for this foolishness. It's to raise up these kids and we mentor them in unlimited power. Okay? So, I'm excited. But it's all for the Lord, y'all. It's a wonderful feeling. My wife and I talk about this probably every day. It's a wonderful feeling to uh, know how to do it right. Us doing it right is not a revelation. We know this is how it works. There is zero grace for me to step out of humility. Zero. Because for me to start becoming prideful, I know full well what I'm doing. Zero grace for me not to be humble. All right, I've held y'all long enough. Let's lift our hands. Father, in Jesus' name, we give you thanks. Thank you, Lord God. Blessed be your holy name. Jesus, we bless and honor you, Father. Glory to God, hallelujah. Blessed be your name, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
thank you, Lord Jesus. We have to be very careful at the end. Sometimes we can do announcements, sometimes we can't. It's this pattern that the Lord uses where he puts this stamp on the end of the service. It's like a benediction that he does. Thank you, O Lord God, for your grace and your mercy and your presence, O Father. Thank you, O Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm going to leave that right there. I'm not going to make any announcements. Thank you, Lord God. I'll just, uh, let's just congratulate one of our uh, sisters. We have a, at least one first-time visitor. Her name is uh, Veronica. She received her heavenly prayer language on yesterday. And so... 